Welcome to Confessions of a Serial Seller. I have with me an amazing guest. She's an advanced communication specialist. She is a sales hero. I have the special Nikki Patterson joining me today. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me. You are so welcome. I'd be nowhere else. And everything you've just said about me is clearly all true. Yeah, clearly. Absolutely. absolutely. So t tell us a little bit about you, Nikki, your, your background in sales and, and how you got to where you are now. Uh, well, we're all in sales because we all sell ourselves into life, friendships, everything. But um, yeah, I, I'm basically, I, I'm certainly not academic. I can't count. <laughs> I know what this, it says on the check. I just can't add two checks together. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, we're, we're defined by what we create. Can, uh, create. And having been told I were a little bit stupid most of my life, I then went to, got me, got me first job in a, a shoe shop. And on that very first day, I sold more shoes in one day than anybody else could sell in a week. And I had no idea how we were doing it. Now, I can tell you every wink of the eye, every wave of the hand. Yeah. And isn't it funny, you know, where you go, you don't realize that at that, at that time, it's setting you up for the rest of your life. And that absolutely did, because I went from literally being a bit thick to, oh, my God, how does she do that? Yeah. And that has kind of been a pattern, really. And so you said, obviously, you didn't know at the time what that success was down to, but you do now. So elaborate. Tell us what, you, what do you believe it was down to? It was absolutely down to the fact that they felt that they knew me. The customers felt that they knew me the second they met me. And I remember, you know, we get, I've just said, we get these defining moments in life. Well, when I was at the shoe shop, I remember one particular day and I'd probably been there a week and there was a family that used to come and um, I served this little boy, never thought anything about it. And as the family were leaving, I'm trying to think of the name, I think it were the Parkers, as they were leaving, the mum said, excuse me, darling, where's your boss? And I thought, oh, God, I've had it. What about, I'm going to get a right bollock in here. Because that was my pattern. That's what I was used to. And this, and my boss, Mrs. Waddock, came over. And she, this lady, she put her arm around me. And she said, this girl is brilliant. Never, ever let her go. And my boss said, why? She said, because my son, Andrew, is nine years old and he's never let anybody else put his shoes on only me his mother and this girl and this this young man was down syndrome yeah. and i just bawled like a baby oh. and when i asked myself why i did that it was because creating that had given me a validation for the first time in my entire life <laughs> and actually, isn't that what creating something? So sales is about magic. It's yeah. about one minute there's nothing, and the next minute there's everything. And that is where the validation of you come from, from the creation of things. So that was a little bit of a lesson that has carried on all my life. That's amazing. What a beautiful story. So clearly, you know, you said you said that people felt they knew you straight away. So, you know, clearly personality 
is a huge part of sales. So what's your advice, though, for some of our listeners who maybe are quite introvert, you know, the opposite of you, who don't have that immediate shining electric personality that I know you clearly have? Um, but, <laughs> you know, but, well, thank you for that. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I a, think... What's sorry, your, I mean... I'm interrupting you. Sorry, carry on. What were you saying? So, yeah, what's your advice for people who don't have that natural energy and, and gravitas, if we call it that? Yeah, but who's to say we're all different? I think it's not about who is what, you know, and I was going to tell you, I'm going to virtually introduce you to one of the best salespeople I ever knew in a minute, who was the absolute opposite of me. Mm. The thing is, it's not who you are. It's bloody well knowing who you are. And most people don't. Mm -hmm. And particularly in sales, we're kind of subliminally taught all the time to be somebody else. And we see through that because everybody is interesting and everybody is magnetic if they know who they are and they know how to express it. So I used to work with a girl called Sally and Sally was very different to me. She had a, a voice, an accent rather, rather different. She used to speak like this. <clears throat> awfully quiet. And we go into these meetings, and I'd be over the table at everybody. <laughs> and she'd blur her voice. And, you know, people would crane in to listen to every single word that she said because she knew how to use her voice in a very compelling way. So it's never who you are. It's always how you tell people who you are. And these days, that's going to be reality because we delete that that we don't understand. And when people try to be something they're not, in our subconscious, we go, actually, you're not freaking real. And I can't stand one more thing in my world that's not real. I'm going to delete you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not who you are. It's how you find out who you are. Now you tell the world who you are. That is the freaking key. I love that. And how how do you? I'm really fascinated by this. How do you discover you? How do you really understand who you are then? Well, I think so. We're recording this. Yeah. In week two of the coronavirus epidemic. Yeah. There will be more people sat in their houses in. Um, What's it's not the word isn't confinement, but I guess it is. Yeah. Who are find out finding out who they are for the first time in their lives. Mm. Because we've got no outward stimulation. Mm. You know, everything we've got to put the mirror on a, on the inside of us now. So when I do one-to-ones with people, we look at their story mm. and all the moments where they could have turned left, but they turned right. And what meant them and where that put them. And so many people, you know, feel that when they've had a crossroads in life or a tragedy in life or euphoria in life and how they dealt with it, they thought, you know, that uh, uh, they don't see that that's important. Yes. For a lot of people, it takes away the confidence rather than, than, than explains to themselves what is so brilliant about them. Yeah. So, you know, you tell yourself your story. And you see what you've learned because people want to know these days why you do what you do because yeah. it isn't for bloody money anymore. Yeah. So there's a lot of different layers of understanding. But the first thing you need to do is to look at the story because like me, I've got so many pivotal moments 
were, you know, that, that has made me understand me and actually made me quite proud of myself at times. Most people have got that, but they don't realise, and when they do realise, they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's really powerful. Oh, and, and sorry, incidentally, it's got fuck all to do with whether you've got a Range Rover in the drive or a, a, an R-registered Mini Metro. You yeah. know, we don't actually um, grade people by that these days. You yeah. know, the world has changed, and after this, it certainly will. So it's not about out, outward tells. It's about who you are, the tone of your voice, your yeah. body language. Yeah, dress has got a little bit to do with it. But actually, it's the energy of people. Yeah. The minute you stand in front of people, you know, you, we, we're so adept at reading people's energy now. Yeah. But the thing is that we've got to know and understand ourselves. Yeah. That is the first thing. Without it, you're knackered. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I know you, you had success um, on the market stalls. I remember reading about you, Nikki, when I, you know, I invited you on as a guest, that you built it to £2 million a year turnover, which is just sensational. Tell me more about that, how that came about. Oh, yeah. I bet you can't imagine me being a market trader, can you? Oh, I bet well, I can proudly tell you that I was not just one of the best women market traders in the country, but the best market traders in the country. So, uh, yeah, and I'm really proud of that. So it wasn't on one site. It was on five sites that we did just shy of two million. But so uh, I met my lovely ex-husband and on the day that he met me, he yeah. had just signed for this market stall. So I went to work with him very quickly. And all I can say is that we created an experience around our business that was so magnetic and so compelling that within two years, we were turning over just shy of two million a year. Now, we were 10% more expensive than anybody else selling the same stuff. And in those days, you know, when we used to have uh, food markets in that way, everybody sold the, thing, the same. You know, if they were foxes overmixed, they were foxes overmixed. If they were cabaret, that's what they were. Yeah. We were 10% more expensive than anybody else because we, and we were queuing from here to kingdom come six days a week from nine till half five wow. because people weren't buying the stock. You could buy it anywhere. What they bought was the way that they felt in our presence. Yeah. And that's as good today as ever it was. And I can, I can hammer it down even a little bit more for you because mm. I used to watch these people queuing. And it were Maggie Thatcher's years. We have to look at where we are in society mm. and then create something that makes people feel better. So it was Maggie Thatcher's society and lover a hater. She told us that if you were a single parent or a low income family, you actually didn't have a value on earth. Now, look at what I just said about validation. I understood validation. So we created a way of being with our staff that gave those people two emotions immediately, took them to two emotions. One was validation. You're brilliant. You're doing a fabulous job with that little baby. And the other one was belonging. 
because we're pack animals and nobody belong, you know, we all want to belong to something. We don't at the minute, the way society is. So we created a way of being with voice and body language that made those people, have you seen the pattern here? That yeah. made those people, even if they were at the back of the queue, they immediately felt that they belonged to us. And in actual fact, I don't know, it sounds nuts, but it's true. People would keep going to the back of the queue because they wanted to stay in our presence. And I've modified the way that I did that because I used to stand at the back and work it all out and teach, you know, teach our staff and it would work again. We'd double there and we'd treble there. So all I've done is modify what I learned on the markets and reapplied it to other businesses from law firms to Tesco. It's incredible. It, it reminds me of, are you familiar with the FISH methodology and the book FISH? Everybody's told me about that and I've never seen it, but everybody, I wish I were a bloody quid behind those people. I'll tell you, maybe one day, eh? You've got to read the book. It's incredible. And, and it was just this fish market in Seattle, but it resonates, as you were talking to me, Nikki, it resonates that they just had fun. And they would, you know, they would, when, when a customer ordered a piece of, you know, a tuna, they would throw this massive tuna from one person, one fishmonger to another, say tuna on the way. And they just, they created an experience. And I think it's so important what you've said there of how you make your customers feel. You know, I think that's everything. And it's not the same for every sector. Yeah. It's similar, but not the same. So every business I've gone into, I've bloody sat there for weeks watching them without anybody knowing who I am. And then you start to put things together from reality because you tune into the way that people feel And then you tune into the way that people want to feel in the presence of that business. And then you create something that does it. Amazing. What's some of the best advice that you've been given throughout your career in in sales, no matter who you've worked with or worked for, what's some of the best things you personally learn along the way? Um, It's easier for me to tell you the advice I've ignored because... I don't listen, I don't read other people's books. I know maybe I should, but other people that I've met along the way have had a completely different perception of it all to me. So, you know, I would never do all this. And people, you know, people might think I'm mental and they might not agree with me, but all this closing people down to and manipulating them to get them to do what you want, what you want to do, what you want, you want them to do. That's just, I've never been one of those people. Mm. I just think it's rather the other way around, particularly now, you know, we create something magnetic enough to get people to follow us. We don't chase people. That were all for a time where the world wasn't quite so saturated. You know, now there's millions of us and we just won't put up with things in the same that, you know, the whole world, society has changed. Yeah. you know, we follow and we are compelled by different things. So, yeah, that was a long answer to a short question. Sorry, but I, yeah, I, I don't really, I've always had my own way. And that's not yeah. arrogant. It's just that my way has worked for me. So no. I have changed it. And, you know, I've had folk, I used to love it when people said, ah, oh, well, you know, and I still do, you know, you're not professional where you are, you swear a bit. 
you know, you are, you, you come in like a galleon in full sick, whatever they want to say about me. And I just say, well, I just freaking love that because yeah. for me, professional is what works. Yeah. And you can be as unprofessional as you want if it, in your eyes. Yeah. If you, if you were doing what I've done in my life, perhaps you would see it slightly differently. All those, it's all based on fear. When yeah. people attack you for who you are, it's all based on fear, nothing to do with you. So you've spoken a lot about this magnetic approach that you've got to get people genuinely to magnetize, uh, you know, towards you and energy and an experience. So what's some of the best advice, Nikki, you can give us as an advanced communication expert? What's the best advice you can give to the listeners of, of how they can create these experiences and how they can get their their dream prospects to magnetize towards them. Right. Uh, I could talk to you for two days on that and do do many a time, but I'm going to give you two of the main ones. Yeah. Number one, we, need, we, we alert to people. We alert, you know, these people are, you know, just one of a million. Yeah. But we alert these people are one in a million. And most people, we shut them down consciously before they've even finished a sentence or sent an e or finished a one line on an email. So what a lot of us do, most of us do, is we speak in trance. We speak in a trance language. So what I mean by that is when you use words and phraseology that we've all heard so many times that it doesn't even hit our consciousness and we delete the words before they even get to us. Not only do we delete the words, but we delete the person saying them. Now let's have a look at the killer of retail. This for me is, having done a lot of retail, having tripled overnight in retail, this is the killer. Are you all right there? Can I help you? No, I'm fine, thanks. Are you all right? Can I help you? No, I'm fine, thanks. Now you get some young, young girl, young boy in a retail situation or some returner to work and you send them out onto a shop floor and ask them to ask people if they can help them, you know, and all they're going to get is no, no, because that's our default setting. No, yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, then they begin to think it's them. It's absolutely not. It's just what they've been taught to say. The answer to that, and I call that, starting starting a conversation halfway through mm. and so let me give you a very quick example of that we once sold pallets in tesco pallets of thomas the tank engine yogurt and i've given this little seminar to a few people that worked in that department that were going right you don't bloody believe me come on let me get uniform on let me get on that shop floor yeah. and i looked like i was straightening the fridges and you know, a lady of this particular lady, this is one example, came up at the side of me with an 18-month-old little boy in, you know, those push-along trolleys. So I'm straightening and I started the conversation halfway through. So I just turned around and I said, do you know what? Your little lad, 18 months old, it reminds me of my son who is now 25, you know, and that's what he used to look like. He had all that blonde curly hair. And we used to sit on a night and watch Thomas the Tank Engine and he'd have two Thomas the Tank Engine yogurts every single night, right? And that were our little routine. And he's 20, nearly 26 now, 
and he still remembers it. And there we'd have a conversation. Oh. And obviously at that time, I was stood by the Thomas the Tank Engine yogurt and I'd go, how do they do that? Pack of 12 for two quid. That would last you nearly two weeks. But I'll tell you what, put the video on while he's eating them. He will never forget those moments together as long as he lives. Love he saw pallets, pallets. Yeah. And the other, uh, yeah, and, and that's all down to, I do have a little email course actually, email, don't get deleted, out of keep out the trash icon. Yeah. Because most people would start an email, hi, I hope you are well. Yeah. I'm sorry, you know what? You couldn't give two fucks if that person is yeah. alive or dead. <laughs> you yeah. just don't know how to start an email yeah. and you possibly finish them kind regards. Yeah. So I'll put a little offer on for anybody who wants to go through that course. But unfortunately, you get a one-to-one -one Skype with me two weeks later. So I can see that the words you're using match you energetically. And that is crucial. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, so it's that, it's those. And also the way that you use your voice. And yeah, yeah we, we tend to speak cerebrally up here all the time. Hi, hello, But actually, we're now, and I don't care if you are a barrister, if you work in Tesco, I don't care what you do. This is the age of actually speaking from your heart. Yeah. So we use the tone of our voice and we speak from a lower place that is nearer the heart. Anybody thinks this is just, you know, yeah. Very, very bollocks. Let me promise you, I have made millions for people. And it's just where we are in the planet at the moment, particularly now. So learn how to use your voice as an instrument instead of just empty words coming out your gob. Love it. And I love the Thomas Tank story. I think that's genius. Uh, what a great way to strike up a conversation and have a great, you know, build that immediate rapport, I think is key. And, you know, you, you said, obviously, I, I want my listeners to access your course. Can you share? I'm so curious now, rather than start an email of, you know, hi, Nikki, hope you're well, which probably, I guess, in today's world, in the midst of a crisis, is probably, I guess, a bit more relevant. But what's your, your best advice to start an email? Um, oh, you'd have to look at the course. <laughs> right. So let me, okay. What's the best? There's 12 modules. Da, 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 da. Which one can I pull out? Right. I call it seat people at the side of you. Okay. So it's very difficult to delete people who are stood in front of us. So what we need to do in words and in short sentences is to seat people, literally, virtually sit people at the side of you. Mm. So I might start, so if I were writing an email this morning, I would probably start it, oh my God, in the midst of all this, it's an amazing day and it's true, my office has got a balcony, I'm looking out over the woods and I've just been, I've just recorded um, a podcast with this bloke called Tony Morrison and that's what I would do. Yeah. So actually, I've just sat him at the side of me, yeah. I'm literally looking out the window at the woods I've also elevated myself a little bit because yeah. I've said, I've just done this podcast. Yeah. But and then I would name you. So I'd introduced a third person. Yeah. And so I'd actually already created, I mean, this works on so many different levels. I've created a little bit of a, a family group. Yeah, I love that. So 
Yeah, and I mean, it, it's I'm I'm simplifying it because it yeah. is very it is simple, but actually it works in so many ways. And I mean, crikey, when I used to work for the design agencies, I did a million a year just yeah. on email and on the phone using all the all the concepts that I've put together yeah. in this my first little little online course. And every single one of them works, but they've got to work. You know, I, literally, we had the head of um, the head of uh, communications yeah. fly in from Nike and meet wow. us and give us an half a million pound job right. because everybody that I spoke to felt that they immediately knew me and yeah. that, that we were already connected. So they jump on bloody planes and come and meet me. And I knew nothing about design because, you know, we're all, everybody's good at what they do these days. To be good is a given. It's not the point. It's not what sells. Yeah, I love that. I mean, clearly, you know, conversational skills, is, it sounds like very natural to you. And you're, you're obviously very good at striking up that instant rapport. But, you know, going back to your Thomas the Tank story, what advice can you give to the listeners who, who you know, they're, they're scared of walking into a room of strangers? You know, that's one fear that so many salespeople, even in today's world, still have. What's the best suggestion or advice you can give them, Nikki, of how they can get over that fear and how they can you know, strike up those conversations with such ease? Well, first of all, stop thinking of it as a room full of strangers. Okay. Because everybody wants to be friends. And again, I could talk about this for hours. Um, so are we talk, uh, give me the scenario. What's the scenario? Are we at a networking event? Is that what yeah. you're trying to talk about? Okay. Right, go to a network events. So we're talking about striking up conversations, but actually it's become, it, there's another dimension to it now in the, the way that we've communicated for so long. It has to be instant. You can't ramble on for five hours. It's got to be instant. So the way that there's two things that I would do here. Um, the first thing is I would get there first. Yeah. I would make sure that people were walking into me because that gives you a control. Yeah. So when people walk in and you're the first person there and nobody can see me now, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm using the arms. Um, yeah. I, I do a lot of around body language to, that would bring people towards me. And it's all in that first sentence. But it's got to be something, you know, like I wouldn't go, go, hi, how are you? Because yeah. that's a little bit trans. Yeah. But if you came in and I was stood by the coffee station, I would say something that you weren't expecting that actually tells you something about me. Mm -hmm. So it might be if you walked up to me, I'd go, Aya, do you know what? I always like to be first at coffee station because it's better when it's all into it. And I have to say, this hotel I've never been before, but this is some of the best coffee I've had in a fortnight. Yeah. And the way I finished that sentence as well trips the brain. And what nobody there can say, oh, I don't want any. They're going to come back and go, really? Well, you get some shit coffee, don't you? Yeah. So, I mean, that is, you know, that's only one example, but all <laughs> those things. I'm currently, what I am going to do with my time and I'm going to start it this afternoon and keep getting to get, I'm always getting asked to write books yeah. and I never have. I've just had two years off and I've, I've but now I'm going to, because yeah. after all this shit is over, 
Yeah. We are going to need this stuff now more than ever. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, well, I'd love to be your first customer of your book, so write it and I'll be delighted to buy it. Oh, I'll sign one and, oh, I'll sign one and send it to you. Oh, Charlotte freaking Bronte from home first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, tell me, um, the, for the listeners, where can they access your email course or any other content that, that you produced? Right. Nikki at NikkiPattinson.com. And, and actually, um, I'll tell you what, it's 297 quid. There's 12 modules. Yeah. The thing is, I knew that if I just put that out, people wouldn't, they wouldn't watch it. And if they did watch it, with the best will in the world, because it applies to everybody differently. So for the next couple of months, because after that I won't be able to do it, yeah. you, get a, you get a Skype with me after, where I look at your original emails, yeah. then I look at the emails that you've used since watching the modules, and then we sit, I go through them, and then I have you in front of me, so right. I can work you out, and I can see that what you're writing is an energetic match to the person in front of me. Yeah. What do I feel like in the presence of the words that are written down, connected to the presence of the person? Right. Miracles have happened. So if anybody wants it, I'll send, I'll send a little link for you to put right. on. If you put in Nikki 100, you'll get £100 discount. So, uh, if, yeah, Nikki 100, so it'll be 197 quid. But you know what? I normally charge more than that just for a one-to-one -one session. So Brilliant. it's a bloody good do. And, yeah. and do you know what? Right now, you've got no else to do much, have you? So you might as well be, you might as well be watching modules of me. Absolutely. No, that, that sounds like an amazing deal. So thank you so much for being so kind and offering that. Um, Nikki, it's been an absolute pleasure. Absolute Pleasure to have you here and really appreciate you giving up your time this morning. So thank you. Thank you. I've loved it. And drop me an email, everybody. Nikki at NikkiPattinson.com. I just love to talk to everybody. So I always, always come back to you. Thank, thank you so much. You take care of yourselves. And you. Thanks, Nikki.